right, hey, so glad you're here. Uh, this is going to be an incredible weekend together. We've got kind of a lot of information on the front end and the talk and stuff, and then we're going to get to a lot of celebration as we kind of move forward today. And uh, we've got this section blocked over here because the K to fifth grade is going to join us for part of the service. If we need some more chairs, I know some others are coming in. Usher team will be on that. But uh, I, I have some good news for you as we get kind of started here in this final week of Better Together. For, for those that have chose to join us on this journey of 40 days of fasting and prayer, first Sunday of this series, we challenged our church to come together in this 40 days of fasting and prayer for this new season that we're entering called Better Together. And, and it's been awesome. Like, I, I don't know if you felt it, but I just feel like the, the unity that's coming from this and just the power and the strength coming as we've sacrificed together in this 40 days. So here's the good news. As of today, we are officially past the halfway point of that 40 days of prayer and fasting. Yes, some, the ones clapping are the ones doing it. You're, you're the ones that take, taking that step. And so let me, but we still have 19 days left. So I want to give us some inspiration for the second half of the journey, okay? For those here today fasting social media, and that's some of you, I, hold on, we'll get to that in a second. Go back, no, no, not that not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. For those here fasting social media, here's my inspiration for you. You're not missing much. Okay, you're not, I was going to say you're not missing anything, but then I thought, well, we do have a Facebook page and group, and we try to engage people that way, and people post pictures of their kids, so there's good stuff on social media, but you're not missing much, and so now let's throw that little comic up there on the screen. I love this. This will hopefully help if you're fasting social media. Do you have Facebook? No. How about Twitter? No. Do you have WhatsApp? No. Then what do you have? A life. That's what you have, okay? So, uh, so keep going strong, um, Facebook fasters, Twitter fasters. If you are fasting fast food, here's a little bit of inspiration for you. The McRib sandwich doesn't even come out until October. McRib sandwich. Any other McRib fans? We've got a picture of a McRib, I think, coming on the screen. Anybody else like the McRib? Like you have a countdown clock on the desktop for the McRib when it comes? I'm just kidding. I don't have that. But uh, hey, Usher team, can we get some more chairs uh, for those that are coming in? Um, okay, here, if you're fasting sweets, remember this, okay, if you're fasting sweets, this thing ends on Valentine's Day, okay, chocolate's never going to taste as good as it will this Valentine's Day for those fasting sweets. If, you're, if you don't have a significant other in your life and you're fasting sweets for this fast, just buy yourself a box of chocolates at the end of this thing, okay, on Valentine's Day. And I, I think even Almond Joy, like the worst candy bar ever invented, might even taste good at the end of this fast. So that's just the worst, right? Uh, if you're fasting some sort of beverage like coffee or soda or alcohol, here's the best inspiration I have for you. Here it is. Here it is right here. Is the, you can do it. I love this kid. You can do it. Keep going strong. If you're fasting meat, like, uh, maybe you're going on a Daniel fast or something. I don't, I don't have any inspiration for you. That's just hard. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can do it, too. You can do it, too. <laughs> yes. Water boy, you can do it. Okay, so just let's just keep going strong as we continue ahead on these 40 days, ni last 19 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, thank you so much again for joining with us in this. And we're just going to kick things off uh, with prayer right now for this Better Together series and season. God, we just thank you so much for uh, just a packed room full of people, a packed building full of people, kids, adults, just passionate for you. We're seeking you. We want to know you more. And let today, as we unpack all this information, as we celebrate in baptism, as we you know, hear stories, let today be another step toward you and living and loving more like you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So I, I want to speak this truth over our church. And, and I believe we've been, we've been speaking this truth really all series long. We're just going to kind of take it to a next level today. Um, and if you're here today, and maybe you're not sure about Jesus yet, or church, or faith, and maybe this is your first Sunday at Revolution Church, or you've been coming a few times, but you're, you're just not sure about everything yet, like, I, I just want to say, some of what we talk about today, it, it might not make a whole lot of sense, because it, what we're going to challenge everyone with today is very countercultural, very different from what the world promotes as kind of a message but I, I promise you, if, if you're seeking out faith, which Revolution is the perfect church to do that, and we started Revolution Church for people that have faith and aren't sure yet to come together and figure this thing out together. So if you're here, just, just keep coming, keep getting to know Revolution and this Jesus guy that we follow, and, and I think more and more today, today's information will, will connect. But here's the truth I want to kind of speak over us today. We have been given so much. We have been given so much. And if you, if you believe that statement about our God, that he has given us so much, would you just make a little bit of noise here in this service? Yeah. So I know more and more people are coming in. Just Let's just stay focused on this together. Uh, we have been given so much. Like uh, We talked about it in week one as we celebrated Imagine 320, this two-year journey that we went on as a church that completed in November of last year. That Man, God has done so much in and through Revolution Church. Like He's given us so much. He's given us this amazing building to pack full of people on the weekends. This, this concrete slab that used to hold laptops, we now get to lift up the name of Jesus in this space. So it's just amazing. And, and we've just seen so many lives transformed through Imagine 320. We've blessed thousands and thousands of people through food banks and backpack programs and Project Christmas. We get to celebrate with another nine individuals today in water baptism. Like, we have been given so much. It's amazing. And then we talked in week two about, like, how we've been given so much even more. We talked about how Jesus has done so much for us. Like, he rescued us, right? Like, we were lost, but now we're found. We were dead, but now we're alive. Like, we, we broke things in our own life. We messed up things, but Jesus, in his grace, pulled us out of that. And maybe you were in some sort of addiction or, or some sort of, like, just broken spot in your life. Or maybe your marriage, like, you came into revolution, your marriage was just a wreck. You didn't think it was fixable or, or salvageable, and God somehow miraculously has saved something that you thought was totally broken. And maybe he's brought hope to a hopeless situation in your life. We have been given so much, friends. Like, if you're a Christ follower, you have been given so much. Jesus went to the cross for us. We're going to celebrate that through uh, communion again today. We've been doing that every week of this series. And then he rose from the dead, and the same power that brought the dead body of Jesus out of a grave is now living in us and empowering us that are his followers to live and love more like him. We've been given so much. We have life, we have breath, we, we, like, we have a pulse, right? We've been given so much. Psalm 150, verse 6, it says, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. So maybe if everything else is going wrong, but you're in the room and you're breathing, hey, there you go. You've been given that breath. That's a gift. And then last week, Nate talked about the power of the word connect and how we've been given each other. We've been given so much. We have each other to spur one another on in this journey. He talked about how meaningful life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships. We've, we've been given much love, much grace, much forgiveness. Some of us maybe even more than others in that last one, right? So, so here's the challenge. Listen, here's the challenge Jesus gives to us that have been given so much, which is all of us. If you are a Christ follower, you have been given much. And so here's what he challenges us with. In Luke 12, 
When someone has been given much, let's read this, much will be required in return. Let that settle. And when someone has been entrusted with much, let's say it, even more will be required. And see, here's ultimately what Jesus is saying. If you have been given much, then you are called by God to give much away. Like if, if you have been blessed, if your life has been blessed, then you are called by Jesus, the challenge is, to be even more of a blessing to other people. If your life has been changed by Jesus, then you are to use every single resource you have, every amount of time and energy and money that you have to give back and make a difference in the life change of other people. If we've been given much, we are responsible. This is Jesus. This isn't Anthony. We are responsible to give much away. And that's what this third word, this third symbol in this Better Together journey is all about, this word contribute. And some of you, as I say that word, some of you are like, oh, I can already tell by this word that this is going to be the hardest of the three words for me to really live out, this word contribute. Because maybe you're like, man, celebrate Jesus, I'm all in. Like, if you were here that week, we talked about celebrating Jesus and the public side of it, the private side. Like, you're like, I love coming here on the weekends and celebrating Jesus. I've been singing lately. I haven't been just listening to the songs. I've actually been singing the words. It hasn't sounded good, but I'm celebrating. I even did this, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, I don't even, like, three seconds. That was up there. You know, I've been celebrating. I'm I'm all in with this, celebrating Jesus publicly, privately. Like, I'm reading the YouVersion Bible app. I got, like, a 500-day streak going. Celebrate Jesus, check mark. Connect with others check I'm in a life group you know I'm connecting within and beyond as Nate talked about last week catch up if you if you missed it it's all on YouTube but but ah contributing I mean this is where it gets harder right this is the third step for a reason the third word for a reason because I believe this is the step where the rubber truly meets the road of your faith This is where, I'm telling you, this is where your spiritual growth reaches a new level of maturity. When you're ready to take this step in big and bold ways, this is what grows your faith more than anything else. And I believe that because it's what scripture teaches, we're going to see in a minute. But I believe this because this is my experience, friends. Like there, there is absolutely nothing in this life that has grown my faith in God more than contributing in and through the local church. And, start, and starting a church with my wife and not knowing what was going to happen. Like, it's not even, there's not even a close second. Like, nothing has grown my faith in God more than contributing. Like, because, because it forces me to trust God at a new level. This, this is such a powerful step to take. So here's the working definition of the word contribute. To give resources, time, energy, money, to help achieve something. That's what the word means. So in, in contribute, it's about all the different statements from Jesus that we've been looking at, looking at all month long. The Great Commission, going into all the world and making disciples, that's what contribute's all about. It's about the Great Commandment, Matthew chapter 22, love God, love others. Contribute is putting that love others into action, into sacrifice, into generosity, into service. And it's about the great collaboration, John chapter 17, where Jesus prays, God, make the church one as you and I are one. We're better together as we contribute our resources together. So this third better together step that we are challenging revolution to is to contribute to the church community and beyond. 
And here's, here's a passage of Scripture I think just kind of brings it all together. It's, it's in Romans, and this is a guy named Paul. We've been talking about him all month long, church planner, leader, wrote all these different letters to churches that he helped start. And so here's, here's what he says about this whole idea. In Romans 12, 4, he says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So here, here's what he's saying here. that This is the church. The church is not a building. The church is not something you go to on a weekend. The church is a movement of people. It's us. The church is us. And, and Paul is saying the church is one body, many members, many different parts, many different pieces with different gifts and different ways to contribute. And so he starts going into some of those. He says, we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So Paul is saying, we all have all these different gifts and responsibilities that we have in the body. Serving through our gifts and giving of our resources. That is the responsibility of everyone that has been given much that make up the church. To, to serve through our giftedness and to give of our resources. And then he uses the word one more time in verse 13. We'll just show it. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So th this is the heartbeat of contribute. That every person discovers their spiritual gifts, the way God has wired you to serve. We, we talk about this thing called shape. You're finding your shape, your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your passions, your experiences. We want everyone to figure out how God has shaped you so you can serve through your shape. And if you haven't done that, which over 200 people have taken the shape assessments at Revolution, if you haven't, go out to the next steps. They have the assessments in paper form there, or you can go to revolutioncc.org forward slash teams. It's all right there as well. We want you to figure out your shape to serve through your gifts, but it's more than that. That's just one piece. The heartbeat of contribute is also that every person gives of their time to serve in and through Revolution Church, to help one another and to grow this movement. And then that every person is generous with their financial resources to make a difference in our church, our community, and beyond. And we are better together. Like, so much more can be accomplished if the, the church, the one body with many members, does this together. Time, talents, treasures, giving of them, contributing of them together. We can make such a bigger impact. And I think these couple short stories here will help us kind of figure that out a little bit. So let's just listen to these stories. Can you, you welcome the revolutionaries that are coming to the stage to share their story today? Hey, I'd like to introduce my friend Randy Feltner. If you haven't had the chance to meet him, he serves in the, the wonder, wonderful area of tech, and he helps make happen what happens on Sunday here in here. So, welcome. Morning. You doing all right? Yeah, doing great. Uh, hey, you want to share a little bit of your story? <clears throat> yeah, uh, we started coming to Revolution, uh, me and my wife and kids, about five years ago. I just recently moved here from Kentucky, and uh, life was kind of a mess, uh, dealing with addiction with alcohol and uh, everything that came with that, you know, job struggles, relationship struggles, and uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. So I got the chance to talk to you many times, and it was a real struggle, you know, uh, mm -hmm. verge of divorce. Yeah. Uh, verge of 
not knowing what was next, right? So a real struggle. So can you share a little bit about the importance of the prayer room, the importance of prayer, and, and how that uh, caused you to take a next step in, in serving and con contributing here at Revolution? Yeah, um, we came in one morning, you know, really rough morning at the time. Uh, we've been fighting. I had backslid and drank again and been sober for a while. And, um, just nowhere else to go. We came in there, talked with you for a little while, and uh, just gave it all to God and uh, jumped in both feet. Started serving on the tech team here most every Sunday, and uh, it's just been a total life changer. It's, uh, it's healed my relationship with my wife. Uh, coming up on a year of sobriety now. And, uh, yeah. Great. So, you know, in the midst of your everyday life and everyday struggles, you you still choose to contribute, and, that, and that's huge. So, why do you do that? Um, I just owe everything to this church and to God and and all this group of people here. Uh, I could have done it without all your all's help. So, what what he's saying is, he said to me, he's like, you know what? It's it just. This series sums up my life. We're better together. So without the prayer room, the power of prayer, you guys, a marriage would have been dissolved. Uh, sobriety a year wouldn't have happened, right? So we're better together. And, and if anybody wants to take that next step, you know, that uh, going back there, that 20 seconds of insane courage to get up out of your seat, Go back and seek help. I mean, I would encourage that. Randy encourages that because it changed his life. He now serves every Sunday, and he just he gets to say, we're better together. So thanks, Randy, for, Thank you. for serving. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Jeff. I tell you what, it's an incredible story, and... Um, uh, we have another incredible story here. I'm here with my friends Braxton and Katie Echobarger. Thanks for being up here, guys, and being willing to, yeah. I tell you what, it's, it's a little scary to get up here. So uh, thanks for taking that bold step. And, and I know you guys, you know, we've talked. We're, we're friends, and um, I know you guys have made the choice to, to give, to, to be generous consistently um, here at Revolution. Can you tell me about just, like, why you chose that and how you, how you guys got there? Yeah, I think it was um, the, for, for me anyway, it was the first time that we uh, gathered here in this church when it was all empty and we had a little worship um, event night and there was a challenge to, you know, contribute. And I just felt, even though Braxton wasn't with me, I just felt like it was the next the next step for our family to, was to, to give. Uh, I felt like that we, we were going to grow and we weren't going to grow without that next step. I love that. And I love that you, you even use that word next step. I mean, that's, that's what we're all about. We talk about every single week, like, hey, let's take a next step together. Let's, let's learn and grow together. So, um, so I know, like, there's been uh, times over the last couple of years since you've made that choice. And, and, um, and now, Braxton, you've kind of come alongside and you guys are both kind of all in on this. And you've decided that no matter what happens through thick and thin, like you're going to give consistently. Um, that there's been some not necessarily easy times for that to happen, right? Like, 
I mean, is that safe to say? Like, it's not always easy to make that choice. And you actually, you shared a story with me, Braxton. Um, so maybe you could tell a little bit about that. So if you guys don't know Braxton, <laughs> Braxton's a little mic shy, but he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Braxton is a former Marine. Uh, heck yeah. Thank you. Um, and I shouldn't say former because once a Marine, always a Marine. But Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> but you have a story that kind of involves like some of your history with the Marines and, and this giving and, and talk, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was in the Marine Corps, got out, you know, about this time that this you know, thing happened, we were about to have our second daughter. Um, we were about a month out, you know, I was taking time off work. She was, we were at the hospital that time or somewhere. We were really low on, on money. So I was working two jobs. Um, my second job was a rule king at night. I worked at the gun barn. So I would see a whole bunch of people all the time. Um, ended up getting in contact with a couple of Marines from the Marine Riders uh, Association all around Indiana. And uh, we've kind of just hit it off. We're talking about, you know, service time and all the other stuff. And he ended up asking me if I wanted to go to their Marine Corps ball with them. So I said, no, sure, you know, it's fun, you know. So I went and it was, it was fun, you know, hanging out with a bunch of guys who are 50, 60 years old, you know, get to hear their stories, generation gaps. Um, <laughs> But um, I was the youngest person Not there. That Still am. Not there's anything wrong with those people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but no, so that we had that. It was good. I didn't hear from him for about a couple, two or three weeks. I thought, you know, I just went, hung out with him. That was it. You know, they invited me. It was cool. And then one day he randomly just gave me a phone call. And he's like, hey, we have a gift for your family. Is it okay if we bring it over? And I said, well, well sure. Like, I didn't know what it would be. And them not knowing any of our situation or whatever, they ended up coming over, riding all their motorcycles over. I think 10 or 12 of them came over, you know, them, their wives. And they had, each one of those guys had like two or three grocery bags full of, you know, just groceries, you know, gift cards and a whole bunch of stuff that we really needed at the time. And it was a real blessing for us just to get it unknowingly that, you know, it was just, it's very coincidental if you want to call it that or God. But it was, it was really cool how that worked out and because of tithing, I think. So... That's really cool. And so even, even in the midst of some of that struggle, you guys made the choice, like, we're going to continue to give, we're going to continue to be generous, we're going to stay faithful to this commitment we've, we've made, and, and God, like, worked through that. And I love, uh, you know, last week we talked about connect, and that right there is the power of connect, like, through that connection that you made, you know, of a guy coming in that happened to be a Marine as well, like, you know, God was able to work through that and bless them by working through them and bless you guys. So, um, so, if someone was maybe just thinking about like, all right, like I get it, um, I should I should contribute, I should I should give, I should serve, but they're just kind of like I don't know, like they're still having some doubt. Like, what would be the challenge or maybe the advice that you guys uh, would have for them today? I would say just do it. Just you're you're not gonna grow and you're not gonna be able to see what all God has in store for you and connect to those people um, unless you don't just take the step and do it. It's it's scary and there were times that we thought like okay well uh, we were short on money or we were sh we weren't gonna sure if we were gonna pay a bill or something and we were you know we would question like okay well maybe we could just not give to the church this week. Or, you know, we'll start up in another month. And we always came down to, no, we're going to be consistent. We're going to do it. We're going to have faith. And God always came through in, in incredible ways. And some just in small ways. But um, we would have never experienced that growth and connected to other people if we didn't just take the step. We just put all of our faith in and took it. Awesome, Braxton. Yeah. 
I'll say too, like obviously you said, I don't, I don't like being on stage. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's a step to step out and do things like this. Um, I meet new people this way. I've connected in the church a whole bunch. I mean, if you're uncomfortable with doing something, you know, talk to somebody who's done it before maybe, but please take a step out and do it because you do grow a whole bunch from it. So that's all I have for it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And I'll tell you what, uh, yeah, absolutely. And just while they're up here, I want to recognize, because these guys do contribute in huge ways, and just, uh, you may not see them serving, but they both serve faithfully almost every single week. Braxton leads our security team that works hard to keep us and our kids safe and, and in a friendly and engaging way. And then Katie, you've seen probably helping lead worship on stage from time to time, but she actually serves almost every single week. Uh, taking pictures. Uh, she she helps run our social media pages. Um, Katie does a, a ton of stuff behind the scenes. Uh, so can we just give up for them one more time? Thank you guys so much. To whom? Check, check. To whom much is given, much is required. That's where we started this journey so far, right? To whom much is given, much is required. And, and it makes such a difference when we live this out in us and in others. Because here, here's the final point I want to make. Here's the final point I want to make within this, this contribute word here. Contributing to and through the church as, is an incredible investment. It's an incredible investment. So let's look at two more verses. And this is the last point. If you've heard nothing else, please engage with this part right here, okay? Because Paul, again, he writes to another church in the city of Corinth. He says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And then the next verse, verse 7, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So first of all, contributing is not about guilt or pressure. And hopefully if you've been coming to revolution, you know that's not how we do it. We don't even pass a plate around the room because we want this to be about you taking a next step to be generous when you're ready. And there's joy that comes with this step. I believe there's so much joy in this step. And just a little context here, Paul is be being very specific with what he's asking this church to do in these verses. He's challenging this wealthier, more established church in the city of Corinth to send a gift, a contribution, to a, a lowly church plant in the city of Jerusalem, hundred miles, hundreds of miles away. And he wants to sell them on this. He wants to make sure they understand the power their contribution can make. So he gives this illustration about a farmer. He's like, if you throw a few seeds out, you sow sparingly, you're not going to reap a whole lot of a harvest. But if you sow generously, the more you contribute, the more that you harvest, is what he's saying. He's like, I want you to think about investing in the church Contributing to the church the way a farmer thinks about sowing seed. Because as a farmer, the more you scatter, the more crops you're going to grow. Now, we, we have several farmers at Revolution. And I've got to have several conversations with some of the farmers at Revolution. And sometimes it's over my head, like the market fluctuations and crop yields and stuff that you share. I'm just, I'm listening, but... There's a lot of technology in farm, involved in farming today, but, but in those conversations I've been able to have with farmers, I've never heard a farmer that when they talk about sowing seed, you know, planting their crops, that they struggle giving up the seeds. Like, I just don't know. Like, I bought all these seeds and stuff, and they're in the barn, but I, I just, I kind of want to hang on to the seeds. I'm not sure if I want to plant the seeds this year. I kind of like the seeds. No! Like the, the whole purpose of getting a seed is to sow it in the ground so it produces a crop, right? That's the whole point and purpose of seeds. And what Paul is saying is don't miss this. 
This is what, the way I want you to think about giving in and through the church. That it's something you invest in that has a great return on the investment. And see, here's why some people struggle taking this third step of contributing to the church. Not just with your money, but with your time and your giftedness. Because you think of it as a terrible investment. I mean, for, for starters, it's not like when you give your time or your money that your net worth is actually elevating or something, right? And I don't know, I don't know if you've heard or not, but the pay for serving at Revolution is awful. I mean, it's, we, we don't pay well here at Revolution. So, and, and then the other side of it is some of you think, really, I'm supposed to contribute to the church? The church is a mess, man. Like maybe you're in a life group and you guys get real in life group. You've had some conversations like, man, these people are a mess. I'm a mess. The church is a mess. Like this is God's plan A to change the world. This thing's a mess. And you're right. The church is a mess. But even still, I believe with everything in me that this illustration Paul gives is right on, that contributing to and through the church, it's an incredible investment. It's why I've decided to give my life to it, by the way. I would have quit a long time ago, years ago, if I did not believe this right here. I would have gone into some marketplace job a long time ago, trust me. But I believe this with everything in me. Uh, speaking of investments, I actually sound, uh, found uh, some information on the top investments of the past 10 years. Like if you put some money into the stock market 10 years ago, what would, what would have given you the best return on your money a decade later? And if I went around the room and asked for you to guess what some of those stocks were, you'd probably say stuff like Amazon, Google, Apple, which if, if, if that's what you said, you'd be correct. Those are three of the top four. But number one is what will just startle you. Because the number one stock of the past decade is Domino's Pizza. Oh, you, you can look it up. Google it. CNBC article. Domino's Pizza has been the fastest growing stock in America. And maybe you remember back in 2010, they came out with a new ad campaign. It was pretty much, our pizza sucks. We need help. We want to make it better. Help us. Please help us. You remember this? Like they changed their whole ad campaign and we helped them and they made it better. And it's still not the best pizza, but it's better and it's cheaper which that's a win-win right there. I mean, it's pizza. It's incredible. And by the way, maybe you saw this when you were coming in. When you leave today, there's going to be free Domino's pizza all over the concourse out there because we're not going to show that picture and not deliver on the Domino's at Revolution. Okay, yes, that deserves that. Okay. But so Domino's, they got rid of that stupid Noid character. I mean, what was that? And they, they changed up the marketing strategy, improved their product. And, and not only did they do all that, but they, they invented some new ways to order pizza. I don't know if you knew, knew this or not, but you can actually, you got to set it up on the app, but you can text a, a pizza emoji to Domino's. They'll, they'll pick up the location of your phone and bring you your order. Did you know this? College students are probably using this all over the place. I didn't know. I'm definitely going to do this. I don't think that's how we ordered the pizza today. But anyway, because of all these factors, Domino's pizza stock since 2012 or 2010 has gone up 2,000%. Think about it. If you knew 10 years ago that Domino's pizza, that this would happen with Domino's pizza, you would have invested every dollar you possibly could in Domino's pizza stock. And you, wouldn't, you would not have cared at all how other people looked at that. Like, you idiot, Domino's Pizza? 
I mean, it can't be Pizza Hut. Come on, Dom, what are you talking about? But, but you would, I mean, you'd sell your car. You, you might sell jewelry and pawn some stuff and get on Facebook Marketplace. And you might even sell the house and invest all the equity in your house in Domino's Pizza. Like, you would have patience, more patience. Like, you'd say, I don't need that outfit right now because every dollar you put in Domino's stock, you know in 10 years is going to be $2,000. So back to what Paul was saying. Invest, what he's saying is investing in the church, contributing our resources, time, energy, giftedness, money into the movement of the church, it is the best investment you'll ever make. It's better than Domino's Pizza, okay? It's like we need to think of it like planting and harvesting, like the purpose of what we've been given, and we've been given much, right? And the purpose of what we've been given, everything, is to invest it back into the Jesus movement, the local church. And it is the best contribution we could possibly make with our lives. It is, it is an investment that will never fail. It is, it is an investment that is part of changing the world. It, it's an investment that, especially in the end, it will turn out to be the best use of the resources you've been given on this planet. And I think understanding this, this is how we become a cheerful giver, like Paul said. Like, you, you want to not only take the step of contributing but find joy in it, then you got to understand it's the best investment you can make. It's an investment that cannot fail. Un understand that when you drop a check in the bucket on your way out of this room or you give an hour and a half of your time to, to lead a kid's small group or, or you give a tenth or more of your income in and through revolution or you decide to step up and serve on the worship arts team or security team or hospitality team, first impressions team, next gen, I mean, wh wherever it may be. Like when, when you decide to say no to that new outfit in order to be generous with your resources, that you are making the best investment decision of your life that you begin to see there's no better use of what I've been given than to give back to and through this movement called the church. That it is God's plan A, as messed up as we are, it is God's plan A of changing this world. And when we understand that, man, when, we, when that clicks, it is so much easier to take this third step that will not only change this church and this city and this world, it will change you like nothing else. So my hope today is that everyone in this room decides, I'm going to be a 3C disciple. I'm not just going to celebrate Jesus. I, I'm not just going to connect with others, but I'm going to contribute to the church, community, and beyond. And we're almost to that moment where we're going to challenge you to that step. But before we get there, and the band's going to be coming out in a moment, we, I, I want to give you the contribute vision, because every week we've had vision within all of these words. And these first two pieces of the vision... This is big, okay? This is like Imagine 320. This is God, you got to show up and do this, and it's going to take all of us. You ready for this? Okay, one, two oohs. Okay, two oohs, awesome, awesome. Okay, here's the first part of the contribute vision, to double the number of people actively serving in and through revolution. We, we think that number is somewhere around 274 right now. So 550 is the vision number. 550 people actively serving, radically serving, engaged within this movement called Revolution. On a Sunday team, you know, working in an outreach kind of project way. Like, we, we've talked about it. If we're going to live stream our services, we need more people to contribute. If we're going to have an alternative gathering on a weeknight, we need more people to contribute. 60 life groups, 20 coaches, we need more people to contribute. That's what it's going to take. And then the second part, this is big to double our annual financial generosity. Listen, if, if those two things happen, all the other vision pieces we've spelled out in this, uh, during this month, all of those things happen. If we can do th these first two things. That's the bottom line. 
And both of those things are completely doable. With the amount of people engaged within this movement and with a God that is an Imagine 320 more than we can imagine God, there's, there's no way. This is possible, friends. And it's going to mean all of us take a next step in this contribute word. It's going to mean some of us, for the very first time in our lives, we set aside a portion of our resources to be used in and through the church. It's going to mean some of us, for the first time in our lives, we take that next step of tithing, giving 10% of what we've been entrusted with back into this movement. It's going to mean some of us like get to this sacrificial level of generosity. But this is possible with our God. And then all the other contribute pieces fit within what we call at Revolution our outreach ministry. Outreach is kind of three categories. We, we tithe, so we challenge Revolution to tithe. So Revolution as a whole, we also give 10% of our operational budget away to community organizations, to uh, church planting, and to global missions. So here's, here's what this looks like. Hang with me here, because this is really big to understand. So our community outreach is four partners and four projects. So our four partners are United Way, uh, and we were able to give United Way $1,000 this past week to go to a backpack program that we also sponsored. But that's part of what we do here. Emmaus Mission, they just opened a new food bank. We are part of this, these next steps that they're taking. Uh, Logan Sport Community Schools and Youth Services Alliance. Those are our four partners in the community that we're all working together to accomplish things. And then here are our four projects. Uh, mobile food banks, we do those once a quarter. And we need about 40 to 50 volunteers every time we put on a mobile food bank because we serve about 300 families on those days. So we, we, you'll hear about the first one here coming up. Mobile food bank school backpack program. So this is something we just took last November. Every single week from November through May, we need volunteers filling backpacks that get distributed in all Logan Sports schools. And, and we, we now have access to the building where this happens until 6 p.m. used to be it had to happen in the morning. So right now, if we're going to stay involved in this program with volunteers, we need some people. I think we had three after first service sign up for this. We need five to ten volunteers to say, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to help with this in some sort of rotation way to serve in the backpacks. You can mark a next step card, or I'll, I'll explain it in a minute, how you can also get involved with it. Community Thanksgiving Meal is our third project, and then we're still working on a fourth project uh, for around the Christmas season. We're not sure what that's going to be yet, but we're working there. And then for, so that's all the community outreach pieces. And then the kind of the second bucket of our outreach is church planting. Oh, this is Rick and Lisa. These are our community outreach directors. So if you have questions within the community outreach, they're going to be here after service. Find them. That's a great picture. So, um, and then for church planting, we're involved in New Thing, Indiana. So real quick, I'll just explain this. New Thing, Indiana, it's 16 churches in our state that are part of a bigger thing called New Thing Global, which is over 2,000 churches worldwide. We planted 68 churches worldwide last year. I mean, we're, we're looking to do over 100 church plants this year worldwide. Uh, if you want more, more information on New Thing, it's newthing.org, and there's all kinds of information there. But uh, So for Indiana, we want to plant 150 churches. Currently, there's 16. We want to plant 150. That's every city and town of 4,500 people or more in our state has a new thriving, healthy church in it that's reaching people for Jesus. So that's our church planting part of the vision. And then global missions, there's kind of two parts of that. We have Compassion International, which last year we were able to sponsor 187 children and start a new church in Lyon, Nicaragua. We want to start another church around the Lyon area in the next three to five years. And we want to start having trips to the Lyon area, area so we can see what God's doing kind of firsthand. So small groups of people that want to just go over there and we take pictures and we bring back information for the church. So, and then the other partner within our global missions is Dad Camp. And Dad Camp is a, a local thing, 20 miles from us. They have Dad Camps all through the summer months, but it's actually in 13 or 14 countries now. 
Ireland, Honduras, Guatemala, all, all over the, the world, dad camps are taking place. And we want to be more strategic with our dad camp partnership. We want this to be the year where we have a revolution dad camp. So dad camp host it, but it's all revolution dads that go. For one weekend, all the revolution dads go, K to fifth graders, and we're all connected together. Uh, and, and so that we'll be talking more about that in the months to come. And then we want to engage empty nester dads with some of the kids that don't have a father in their life right now. We want to be more strategic in that, where everyone has an opportunity to go to dad camp, whether there's a dad in your life or not. And then we want to have a serving day at the campground. But, but that's our global mission partnerships. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed for the vision for our, um, for our contribute. You guys with me in this? So that's a lot. I just put a lot on you. And we've got a video that's going to be out for all of this and information where you can catch up. And you've got that insert in your packet that you're going to put on your fridge and you're going to pray over this vision. But right now, we're going to go into a time of celebration. And we're going to start that with communion. There's going to be stations all over this room where individuals are going to tell you what the elements are for. And this is going to be a time to remember the most important event that changed us, right? The cross where Jesus gave it all. So God, as we celebrate, as we sing, as we celebrate through baptism, as all these things that happened in the last half hour of this service happened, that you would just empower us, that you would unify us, that nothing could get in the way of this movement, that we would charge the gates of hell and nothing can stop it because you are with us in this movement. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So that song is going to be an anthem for this new season we've entered as a church. That, hey, we choose to say yes to these steps, no matter what the season is, right? Valley, mountain, we choose to say yes. I'm going to celebrate Jesus. I'm going to connect with others. I'm going to contribute. Like in the darkest of times, in the brightest of times, no matter what 2020's brought, it might have been the best year of your life so far. It might have been the worst. But that does not cause us to not take these steps in Jesus, to celebrate, to connect, to contribute. We choose to say yes no matter what. And we're going to bring some individuals on the stage that have taken that step to say yes no matter what. So let's just celebrate with them. Just uh, have a seat for a minute as we celebrate with these individuals. I said yes to the cleaning team, and besides meeting some really awesome people, I am now connected. Lynn and I said yes to Revolutionary Kids and Life Group, and glory be to God. I said yes to the worship team because there's so many things that God has given me and my family that this is just my way of giving back to him. I said yes to hosting a life group and building new relationships. I said yes to Revolution Kids and I get to teach some awesome fourth and fifth graders. And yes to serving on the tech team and I get to part, be a part of the amazing services every week, week here. I said yes to the, to the front desk and to admin and, and to the cafe and a life group and I'm really enjoying meeting non-new people. I said yes to be a part of the usher team. My wife and I said yes to host a life group. We have six families in life group, and we're all stronger and better together. 
I said yes to Revolution students, and now I keep Tylenol in my pocket at all times. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't have enough time to explain all the things it's done to my spirit and the blessings it's put in my life. Thanks, kiddos. I said yes to Revolution kids. I had the privilege today to baptize one of my students named Eli today.